Happy Mother's Day. All right. You all love your mom? All right. Nobody loves their mom. Let's just uh, close the service with a word of prayer. It's okay. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. It's a special day. It's a day where we honor our mothers. And God, we just pray that you would uh, bless them. They do so much. Lord, they love so much. They care so much. They give so much. And uh, Father, we just pray that your blessing would be upon them, each and every one of them today, in a very special way. Uh, Lord, as we go through the service, there's something from your word that you have for every single one of us. Show us what that is, what we can learn today, what we need to put in practice in our own lives. And I ask this in Christ's name. Amen. Proverbs 31. If you've ever read Proverbs 31 before, you'll recognize this. If you haven't, you should really take a moment and read the 31st chapter of the book of Proverbs. It is an excellent uh, read. It says this. Her children rise up and bless her. Her husband also, and he praises her. And he praises her. Did you hear that, guys? I know that every wife in the room heard that. So I want to make sure that you heard that as well. He also, and he praises her. What does it mean to be blessed? The title of the message today is God bless you. And that, that's something to be said more than simply when somebody sneezes. God bless you. It means something in the Bible. We all want to be blessed. Deep down inside every single one of us, we all want to be blessed. We all want to be affirmed. We all want to be loved. We all want to be told that somebody, somebody on this planet is proud of us. And when that blessing is withheld, there is an empty hole in our hearts. There's an empty hole in our hearts. We need to be blessed. And the blessing is all over the place in the Bible. From start to finish, place after place after place in the Bible, we read about this thing called the blessing. What exactly does that mean? What does it mean to bless somebody? It means this, that if I was to bless somebody, I'm saying, I want things to go well for you. I want God to do something for you. And those blessings can be very specific in the Bible. There's a bunch of fill in the blanks here. And the first one is this. God blessed Adam and Eve, and his blessing to them was very specific. Genesis chapter 1, I want you to be fruitful, I want you to multiply, I want things to go well for you, go well for your kids, I want you to be healthy, and I want you to have leadership over this planet, and I want you to do it well with wisdom. God blessed Noah, he blessed him in a very similar way in Genesis chapter 9, again very specifically, with a similar blessing of Adam and Eve, I want things to go well for you, be fruitful, I want you to multiply. God blessed Abraham. And when God blessed Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, he gave him also very specific blessings. You know what? I want to bless you and I want to make your name great. Like, great. What does that mean? Huge amount of influence. I want you to have this huge influence. Why? So he can be this great and mighty guy sitting up on a throne and everybody can come around and say how awesome he is. No, God says very specifically, I want to bless you. I want to make your name great so that you can do what? So that you can be a blessing. For those of us in this room who have been exceedingly blessed, the reason you've been exceedingly blessed is so that you can be a blessing. It's very specific here. That's how God blesses Abraham. God blessed Jacob, Genesis chapter 32. Jesus Christ blessed the little children in Mark chapter 10. says that all the adults, all the non-parent adults, because the parents wouldn't do this, but all the non-parent adults, everybody, parents were bringing kids to Jesus Christ to bless them. And so all the non-parents that were around were like, no, get away. He doesn't have time for little kids. And Jesus said, oh, no, no. He rebukes them. He says, 
what are you doing? Don't, don't stop them. Bring them all to me. And he blesses them. The blessing, everybody, is so incredibly important and so biblically important, so important to God that the last thing, everyone, that Jesus Christ does before he leaves this planet and he takes his place on the throne in heaven, we're told in Luke 24, is he stops and he blesses his disciples. That's how important it was to him. He blesses his disciples. Who is it that gives blessings in the Bible? Parents give blessings. Grandparents. We already said that God gives blessings. We see that grandparents give blessings. Kings, servants, bosses, teachers, students, children, all kinds of people can give a blessing. If your heart is beating here today, you are qualified to give somebody a blessing. And you should because it's all over the place in the Bible. Now, the last person that we see that we want to talk about today that is blessed in the Bible is you. That's the fill in the blank. You. You have been blessed. Numbers chapter 6. I want to read it, then I want to explain it to you. It says this. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you peace. What's that all about? It's Numbers chapter 6. What's going on there? There was a church. And it met out in a desert. It was a very large church. had about two million people in it. There was a guy who was a pastor of this church. His name was Aaron. God spoke to Aaron. He said, Aaron, every time you gather together for a worship service, I'm going to tell you the exact way how you're to end the worship service. You're to end it by blessing the people exactly what you see in Numbers chapter 6. This is what you're supposed to do before you go. So he would stand up and he would put his hands up. And he would bless the people with these words that I just read right here. And God's bless you. Some of us come from a home where we never received the blessing. We should have, and it's left an empty hole in our hearts. Some of us are in situations where the blessing has been withheld from us, whether it's from a father or a mother or a grandparent. And instead of speaking blessings, maybe they actually spoke curses. Some of us come from those situations. And so what you need to know here today is that all of you are going to be blessed because God wants you to be blessed. I want to break this down, and I'm going to talk to you about a little bit more about this blessing and what that means. All right, there's three specific parts to Numbers chapter 6 of the blessing of God. First of all, there's God's protection. Second of all, there's God's good things. And lastly, there's God's presence. So when the blessing starts off this, when God says to the pastor, Pastor Aaron, you bless the people like this. The Lord bless you and keep you. What does that mean? It means God protect you. God wants you to be protected, to keep you safe, to watch over you, to guard you. God bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. When the scripture, when you read where it says God's face to shine upon you, that simply means that God wants to favor you, wants to give God's good things, good in the eyes of God to you. That's what God has for you. And so he says to this pastor, I want you to bless them this way. Okay? Then finally, the third part of this is God's presence. Is, May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you. When you read that in the scriptures, the lifting of the countenance, it is talking about the presence of God, the light of God's presence falling upon you in a powerful and a wonderful way. And he says to this pastor, this is what you're to do. Every time when you gather for worship like we're doing this morning, before you dismiss the people, you bless them in these three ways with protection, with God's good things, 
and with my presence to be upon their lives. There are two very important things that God put on my heart to accomplish here today. This has been, this has been working in my heart for many, many months, many, many months now. And I want to do the first thing right now. The first thing is this, God put on my heart, is that to pronounce a blessing from Numbers chapter 6, the exact blessing that we have here in Numbers chapter 6, over you. Now, some of your visitors here today, you think, man, I don't know, I don't know you from Adam. Who do you think you are blessing me? Well, um, I'm sorry, but uh, I, couldn't get, I couldn't get away from this. I couldn't get away from this. This is so clear in Scripture. Every time you gather in worship, before, before we depart, before we go our separate ways, God wants every single one of you to be blessed. And I want to say it again. Some of us, and I've been in that place in my life, where I didn't have somebody speaking blessings to me. So for some of us, we're here today and think, man, yeah, I wish I had somebody to bless me. Well, God wants, you to, wants to bless you today. Well, Grace Community Church, I count it just a huge privilege to be a part of this church. Wonderful, wonderful people. The whole staff this past week, we went to Atlanta, Georgia. We had a great time. We went to this church conference down in Atlanta. We went to this among 20 plus thousand people in this church, right? It was absolutely awesome. I mean, when you drive on the property, they're already preparing to connect you with God. When you, even from the outside of it, they've got stuff outside. You walk through the front doors, there is a life-size sculpture of Mother Teresa, right? And then Billy Graham, and you walk in, and they've got lasers. The whole conference started with somebody coming out of the ceiling singing a song. We got smoke screens, we got lasers, and wow! And you know, and the people who lead this conference will often say, you know, I know all you are out there, you pastors, and you're coming from different places, and some of you are really coveting all that we have here, you know. And everybody's like, yes, yes, we're coming. I mean, we come in, we we come in here, and we don't have Billy Graham or Mother Teresa like we've got, I don't know, Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> Prepare, preparing you to worship God and the children's artwork and, you know, just to help you connect with God, we got the pool table up here. You know, we got these kind, we got these kind of things. And what hit me this past week, if, if I had the opportunity to apply for a position like maybe a janitor on staff at that church or something like that, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. Because I feel so blessed to be a part of you guys. I mean, it's just a huge privilege in my life. And so God just drove the point. It's been, it's been coming for months, but he just reminded me of this past week. He says, you're going to do this thing. And I don't want one person to leave here today, and more importantly than me, God does not want one person here today to leave here without being blessed. Now, here's the way blessings went down in the Bible. You, know, you had a person who was going to be blessed. They would come before the person who was going to give out the blessing. And they would just come and they would bow their heads. And what, what did it mean that they would bow their heads? Well, in some levels, they were bowing their heads because maybe positionally they were looking at this person as an authority. But here's what I want to focus on today. The bowing of the heads was like, I'm going to bow my head because I want that blessing. I want to receive that in my life. And the person would come and bow their heads. And the person giving the blessing would just pronounce this blessing. And Pastor Aaron, in the scripture here, he would just pronounce this incredible blessing on their lives. And so I'd like us to do that right now. Could we do that? Could you just bow your heads? And I just want to pray straight from the scriptures this over you. Father, I love this church. I love these people. So talented, so generous, such wonderful, wonderful hearts.
And I just pray your word, your word of blessing over every single person here today. Lord, may you bless and keep each one of us. Lord, may you make your face to shine upon them and be gracious to them. Lord, may you lift up your countenance upon each one and grant your peace, both now and forevermore, in Jesus Christ, our Lord and our King. Amen. Thank you for indulging me with that. Um, I want to say one last word before I move on from this piece. For those of us who are in situations where we don't have people blessing us in our lives and we really want that so deeply, you know, we can look at people and they just look like they got their act together and they're so confident and they're so secure. But a lot of times what we'll find once we get to know them is there's a deep place in their heart that they just wish somebody would speak a blessing to them. If you find yourself in that place today just really desiring the blessing and you can't see that that's going to happen, like your parents, Maybe your parents are dead. There's no way they're going to come back from the grave and give you a blessing. Or maybe they're alive, but you know there's no way that they're ever going to come and speak the blessing to you that you deserve and that they should give. Maybe that'll never happen. Here's what I want to say to you. Here's what I want to say to you. God's word, the book of Galatians says that he will not be mocked. What you sow is what you reap. And if you will in the midst of this void of blessing that you deserve in your life, if you'll begin to just simply sow seeds of blessing into other people's lives through the Word of God, if you'll do that, just start doing that. Start giving other people blessings, okay? Start blessing other people. God will not be mocked. He'll begin to send people your way to bless you. I had a period of my life, dark, dark period of my life. I couldn't find somebody to bless me. I mean, man... I couldn't find a penny in the gutter. I mean, I just, it was, it was a tough time for me. And I had to remember, I had to go and just begin to bless other people, get my eyes off myself and begin to, and you know what? Unexpectedly, sometime later, God began to put people in my life that I don't know why they did it, but they just started to bless me. And it meant so much. I want to encourage you, if you're in a dark place, and you need the blessing, begin to give the blessing away and ask God to start sending people in your life to bless you, okay? All right, let's move on. Um, what, what is the blessing giving for? I want to suggest three things here. We see it in Scripture. Blessings were giving to make someone or something holy, holy. Genesis 2, verse number 3 says, God blessed the seventh day to make it holy. What does the word holy mean? It's to be set apart for God, to be special to God. We do that. God did that with the Sabbath day, the day of rest. He made it holy, right? He blessed him. We do that with our kids. Oh, God, we set them apart to you. We do that in our dedication services that we have here, right? Because we want God's will and God's good things to happen in our life. And so we set them apart for God. The second thing is to make people happy. The blessing is given to make me Matthew chapter 5, the longest recorded sermon that we have of Jesus Christ. He begins, blessed are the poor and servant. blessed are the merciful, blessed are the pure in heart. The word blessed there means happy, happy. He's pronouncing a blessing over his followers as he begins his ministry. God wants us to be filled with joy. Why? Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. God doesn't want you to walk around down in the dumps, feel with darkness. God wants us to bless us with joy. Finally, to make us successful. Proverbs 10, 22. And I don't mean successful 
just in a monetary sense, but look at this. The blessings of the Lord bring wealth. The blessings. And when Proverbs talks about that, it's not just talking about dollars in our pocketbooks or our wallets. That's not what it's speaking of specifically, though that's part of the equation. But how about relational or spiritual wealth and success that we can have? Relationships are everything. Relationships are everything. God wants us to be successful in that. I want to read to you Deuteronomy chapter 28, filled. Read it. The first half is all about blessings. The second half is all about the, th- the bad things that can happen to us as we walk away from God and, and, according, and living according to his word. But let me just read you excerpts from Deuteronomy chapter 28. This is incredible. These are blessings for those who will obey and follow the word of God. It says you will be blessed in the country and you'll be blessed in the city. It doesn't matter if you're living in the country, living in the city. God wants, I mean, I think he's covering all his bases right there. You'll be blessed. The fruit of your womb will be blessed. Your crops, your livestock, your calves, your herds, your lambs. You'll be blessed when you come in and when you go out. He's covering all bases there again. Whether you're coming or going, God's blessing you. The Lord will grant that the enemies who rise up against you will be defeated before you. And the Lord will send a blessing on your barns and on everything that you put your hand to. It gets better. The Lord will open the heavens, the storehouse of his bounty, and send rain on your land in season and bless all the work of your hands. You will lend to many nations, but you will borrow none. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail if you pay attention to the commands of the Lord your God that I give you this day and carefully follow them. You will always be at the top and never at the bottom. God really wants to bring blessing in our life. And when we align ourselves and we connect the dots that are in Scripture and we bless people, we bless people with the Word of God, then something happens in our lives and God begins to move in a special way. It's all over the place from start to finish. The blessings of the Bible. The blessings of the Bible specifically names salvation, land, children, relationships, peace, harmony, and rest. All right, here's another fill in the blank for you. Blessings can be spoken or written, and sometimes they're given by faith. Blessings can be spoken or written. You can write somebody a card that has a blessing on it straight from the Scripture. You can speak it many times. Most times, actually, in the Scripture, the the blessing is actually spoken, and sometimes it's given by faith. What do I mean by it's given by faith? Jesus Christ, Matthew chapter 5, after he gives the Beatitudes, these blessings, to uh, his followers that are there, to his disciples that are around them. He says to them, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Now, when Jesus Christ began his ministry, were his disciples the salt of the earth and the light of the world? Answer, no. No, anything but that. They were a group of people who actually had lots of fights with each other all the time. Like, they're ready to have just a knockdown, drag-out fight right before Jesus Christ is crucified because they're arguing about who's the greatest disciple of them all amongst us. They're all saying, I'm number one. Were they salt and light? No, they weren't salt and light. What was Jesus Christ doing? He was speaking by faith into their potential. Speaking by faith in what they could be. Jesus says to Peter, Peter, you're a rock. Was Peter a rock? No, he was anything but a rock. The guy was all over the place. Man, he was just... You know, he was like the tossing of the sea. He was unstable as they come. But Jesus Christ looked into his life and said, you have the potential to be a rock, so you're a rock. I bless you to be a rock today. And that's the same thing that we must do. Parents, grandparents, we've got to get a hold of our kids and speak the blessing of the Word of God straight into their lives. Straight into their lives. There is a very rich biblical tradition of this. Starting in the book of Genesis followed in many Jewish homes for thousands of years, even to this day. Some people believe that Jewish children 
against all odds many times throughout history, have continued to be successful because of the blessing tradition that exists in their homes today. And we must do this. My son recently turned 16. And as we prayed about this leading up to his 16th birthday, we felt that he loves sports. We have a big sports party, you know. We could just do something, rent a gym. He would like nothing better than for us just to rent a gym and get a bunch of basketballs and footballs and just invite all of his friends and say, go to town. But as Chris and I prayed about it, we felt very specifically, God says, no, I want you to do something different. I want you to have a blessing birthday party. I want you to gather all the family and friends who know him and love him. And the gift they're going to give to him is to speak a blessing into his life. To say something that they see about him that is special. And we did that. It was a wonderful night. We had all kinds of incredible family and friends around. And they just spoke a blessing. And we prayed. I wrote down just a, just a few of the excerpts that I wrote for him that night and that I spoke. This is what I put. His name is Jonathan. And I said, Jonathan, I bless you with a love for and an understanding of the Bible. I bless you, Jonathan, with wisdom and discernment to always choose God's best. I bless you, Jonathan, to be a man of God known for his character and his faith. I bless you to be filled with the joy of the Lord. And I bless you with the knowledge that of all the boys in the world, your mother and I would always choose you. We pronounce that blessing over his life. Parents, we have to do that. Grandparents, we have to do that. We have to pronounce the blessing over people's lives. You can look for the blessings. They're all over the place in the Bible. Psalm chapter 1 is a great blessing. This is what it says. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He's like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season, whose leaf does not wither, and whatever he does prosper. You know, we can take that, and there's so many scriptures we can go for, but we can take that scripture, and we can bless somebody in their life. We can say to that person, you know, you're, you're going to meditate on God. I bless you to meditate on the word of God. I bless you to be like this tree that's planted by the river of God and to bear fruit. We can bless all kinds of people. Now listen, you might say, hey, you know, I might be able to bless people in church who understand Psalm chapter 1. Well, what about the people who have no clue what Psalm 1? I mean, I can't go to my neighbor and say, tree planted by the water, fruit. You know, I mean, they're just going to think I'm nuts. I can't go to my boss or my employees and pray that, yeah, but you know what? God will give you wisdom. You don't want to do anything stupid. I want to encourage you, please don't do anything kind of crazy to freak people out that don't know where you're coming from. I've seen that done before. It's not good. It doesn't work. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not telling you not to use wisdom. But for the people who know you can, but for other people, I can go to my neighbor who has no idea what Psalm 1 says, and I can say something about them that I see in their life that they're doing. I can say, hey, thank you. I saw you do X, Y, and Z the other day on the block. I appreciate that. I saw you break up a fight out there with the kids. I appreciate your diplomacy that you showed out in the cul-de-sac as you broke up, broke up the riot that was ensuing. You know, I, you can speak blessing to people. You can say hello. You can say good morning. You can say happy Mother's Day to some people, and that's a blessing. You can bless people all over the place. And for those people... Yeah, I mean, yeah, for those people who maybe not know the word, you could take the Bible and you could put it in language that they can understand and you can write cards or you can give words of blessing and affirmation. The point is, is that we must do this. We must begin to... We live in a world of curses, everybody. We live in a world of cutdowns and of negativity. And how do you break the curse? How do you stop that? You stop that by giving out a blessing. The blessing breaks the curse. 
Ephesians 1.3 says, Praise to be the God of our Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. As you read through the blessings of the Old Testament, many times they're temporal, they're tangible, they're physical things. In the New Testament, they're more spiritual things. But we see both at work, and we need to do both. The Bible tells us that life and death, everybody, is in the power of the tongue. The book of James tells us our tongue, though it is so small, it says it's like a rudder on a ship, on this huge, massive ship. And what steers this massive ship? This little, tiny rudder, like our tongue. And it changes people's lives. Our tongues are powerful. There's life and death in the tongue. And it changes people's lives. We must begin to speak blessings. So the Bible says, what are we supposed to do? It says, bless and curse not. Bless and curse not. Now, how do we usually handle situations or problems? How do you handle a problem? How do you handle a problem child? How do you handle a problem boss? How do you handle a problem spouse? How do you handle a problem in your neighborhood? Do you just begin to speak curses to them? You got a neighbor that's out of control and you can't stand them? Do you just tell everybody on the block that guy is a jerk? He's a jerk. He's, we ought to band together and throw him off the block. What do you begin to do? By default, everybody, I will tell you what I do in my life. By default, my natural reaction to problems in my life is I begin to speak curses. I begin to say, man, man you're just a problem or you're a loser or you're, you know, you're a jerk or I, you know, whatever. That's, that's what we do by default. And the Bible says here's how you handle problems in your life. You begin to speak blessing from the word of God. And it corrects the problem, no matter who you're having that problem with. That's what Jesus Christ did. So when he looked at his disciples, he didn't say, you know, come on, guys. You're not being very salty today. You're not filled with a whole lot of light today. I mean, come on, get, you know, get, get going. What's wrong with you? Get on the ball spiritually. You need to do more. You need to blah, blah, blah. Did he do that? No, he said, you are the salt of the earth. You're the light of the world. He spoke by faith into their lives. Peter, he said, Peter. You know, you are so unstable. No, he said to Peter, you're a rock. We have to begin to speak that into people's lives. You have somebody in your life that's causing you a problem. Speak a blessing in their life by faith. When my son was about 12 years old, as I said earlier, he absolutely loved sports. And so we went down to a Washington Wizards game. And the um, place was packed that night. Don't know why. But... Uh, we're there, and it's in the first quarter, and two guys came and sat behind us, and right and off the bat in the first quarter, and they're cussing. I mean, F-bombs dropping all over. The, it's just incredible. I mean, just it's tense. It's tight. And before I said something, I thought, oh, man, I'm going to have to say something to him because it was just getting so raunchy. Uh, a couple of the guys just down from me who also had their families with them stood up and just said something to them, and they didn't like – I would thought, you know, they would say, oh, sorry, man. You know, they didn't do that. They immediately got – wanted to get in a fight. And so it was just, I mean, they were, we were ready to come to blows. It was really, it was very, very tense. It was a tense moment. And finally these guys sit down over here and the guys behind me, they're just still rolling. I mean, it's just rolling off their tongues. It's just very angry. And so I thought, oh man, what am I going to do? And I felt like I had to do something. I had to get involved. Um, it was going to, it was going to get bad. So I just thought, okay, well, before we, before we start fighting, let's at least pray. So I just said, <laughs> I say, I said, God, God, can you help this situation? Can you get? Can you bless these guys behind me? Can you just work in this? Can you solve this problem, Lord? I just want to put it in your hands. Just a real quick prayer like that to God. And and about that time, the Wizards scored a basket, and I think they were playing like the Chicago Bulls, and these guys were huge Bulls fans, and they hated the Wizards. And so with that, my 12-year-old son just rockets up out of his seat, just launches, and he turns around to the guys right behind him, 
puts both fingers in both of their faces. Ah! You know, just lets them have it. Wizards are number one. He was speaking by faith. Wizards are number one. Are number one. You know, just just letting them go. And I thought, oh, here we go. And so I go to turn because I'm thinking we're ready. This ready for action, okay? And I turn around, and those guys looked at him, stunned. And then this huge smile comes across their face. And they begin to high-five him. They begin to talk to him throughout the course of the game. They never cussed again. They never cussed again. They talked to Jonathan the entire game. It was nothing but pleasant the rest of the way out. When they left, they were shaking his hand, saying, Man, man, we want to see you again. It was was incredible. Blessing. We want to speak blessing in people's lives. I want to close with this. I told you there was two very... Um, important things that I wanted to do. I already did one, and that was the blessing to Grace Community Church. I I got one other thing that I have to do today, everybody, and that is this. God really has put this on my heart for weeks. I want to speak a blessing over every single woman that is here today and every single woman that might listen on our podcast or on our Internet somewhere. God has really put this heart on my hearts. And I want to say again, I know that some of you are just just passing through. You know, and you don't know me from Adam, and you're thinking, who are you to bless me into my life? So I understand that. But I hope you understand that um, this is really, I felt really strongly about this. And here's the reason why. I went through the scriptures, and I began to think, God, show me exactly what you want me to do from the scriptures. And God just reminded me of Matthew chapter 11, where Jesus Christ says, come unto me, and I will give you rest. And I thought about the women that I know in my life, and I thought about my own wife, and I thought about how busy she is. I thought about when she puts her head on the pillow at night, I can just see her mind is still just going. And I put my hands on her head sometimes, and I just say, calm, calm down. Okay? There's, you have so much to do, and your mind just rolls, and it rolls, and it rolls. And so busy. And I just rest. God just said rest. Rest for your mind and rest for your body. I thought about... 2 Corinthians chapter 10. You know, the Bible tells us that the devil is a liar and he's the father of lies. And I thought about this. The devil lies all the time, trying to get you to believe that you're not enough, that you're less than enough. And God wants you to know that you're more than enough. And 2 Corinthians says this. It says, every thought can be taken captive and make it conform to just the will of God. That your thoughts are that. I thought of Psalm 45 which says God is crazy about you. I thought of Zephaniah chapter 3 where it says God sings, he dances, and he delights over every single woman. I thought about Isaiah 61 where it says God will bind up your broken heart, take your pain away, and give you beauty. And so I want to do this uh, now. I wrote some things down here and I just want to pray a blessing over every single woman here, every single woman that might listen today this message so could you just bow your heads with me i want to i want to bless this heavenly father in the name of jesus christ i just want to bless every single woman with rest with peace of mind with the knowledge that they are more than enough with a healed heart with relationships that honor you that are deeply meaningful and that bring her great joy I bless every woman with wisdom and discernment, with beauty and with strength. I bless every woman with a love for your word. I bless every woman to experience everything that you have for them. All of your desires would be fulfilled in their lives. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.